You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, man? This is your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast. Yo, I'm so happy to have another independent comic book creator right here. I mean, crowdfunding king, independent entrepreneur right here that is killing it, killing it. He got a dope new project out on Zoop right now that we're going to be talking about. But you know you know how we do here. We're going to talk origin story and all. My man is just killing it. An amazing independent comic book creator, the one. The only, the very talented, El Señor Supremo, the one, the only Jameson. Oh, come on, where are you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for joining me, bro. I can't wait to talk about this awesome project you got, which is fire. Uh, I got, I got that uh, sneak peek, seven page preview. You mm-hmm. said me, man, what a tease you are. I'm like, folks, <laughs> not even I got to see the whole thing. I got teased like galore. I say, oh, my God, you're going to leave me here? What's going to happen next, Jameson? <laughs> but hopefully we can find out a little bit more here, folks, and um, and but and about this amazing project currently on Zoop. You know, let, let me share the link real quick, you know, just real quick, so that way you guys can see it right there. You see that? The White Ravens, all right? So I'm going to leave that up for a sec. As we learn all about Mr. Alcorn. Hey. So, my brother, talk to me, bro. Origin story is how it always starts. Where are you from and how did you get into this particular fandom, if you will? You know, or pop culture in general. Was it mommy, daddy, titi, you know, someone, you know, a next door neighbor? What what it was? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, uh, I live north of Boston uh, in the North Shore area been here most of my life uh i've been reading comics probably since uh around nine ten years old uh and just to date myself that means that when i started reading comics was during the sort of that jim lee x-men era and that was oh, the so. stuff that got me into the books right like i remember seeing those on on uh in the convenience store and uh picked up x-men i read only x-men for a long time at a convenience then. store he oh says, yeah well, you hear this <laughs> Not even a comic book shop. It just happened to be on the rack, huh? Yeah, it just oh, happened to be on the rack. Picked nice. up a, a couple issues. Uh, everybody at school was reading them. I started reading them. The cartoon was on back then, so everybody was watching the cartoon. Well, so you would say that it was your school, the, the, your surroundings in school that influenced you, or, or the, the TV? Uh, yeah, a little bit of everything, right? Like everybody's watching the cartoon together, reading the comics together. A couple people just did it for a little bit and dropped off. Me and a couple other guys read them all the way through you know, middle school, high school. <laughs> yeah, we got we got it. hooked like it was crack and it was a wrap, bro. I know, bro. <laughs> Everybody else I moved mean, on, but we stuck yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah, but that's comics. I mean, you know, you you gotta have a special love for this fandom, the mm-hmm. creators, the the characters, and like mm-hmm. me, me Spawn. I always kept buying Spawn. Now, I'll tell you that once that reached about issue 150, where I lived mm-hmm. at, some guy, the store owner himself asked me, you still really buying this? <laughs> okay. And look, looking now, with where we at now? <laughs> Over 300 issues, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just keeps going, man. It's not going to stop. Yeah, so, you no know, how dare you shit on my fandom <laughs> comic book store owner? I how dare you? But you know, but you're going to create a whole new fandom. So, 
That's X-Men and all. So mm-hmm. you, did you find a tribe that you hung out with then and, and kind of like politic with it? You guys create your own combo? Because I know I did. Back in Brooklyn, me and my boys, you know, that, that we love this. We got together. We used to sit back on the back staircase, you know, or going up to the roof and start drawing and building stories like Stanley and Kirby or, th- or, or so we thought. That ain't mm-hmm. probably the shittiest shit ever, but. Hey, you know, we were having fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's all you want to do at that age, right? Just keep it fun. You're not trying to start a business when you're 12, or at least I wasn't. You know? Oh, I, I had a newspaper type uh, <laughs> deal that I was doing, like, strip, and it was my classmates, and I would just draw heads with legs, but based mm-hmm. on whatever nicknames we gave them. It was a very evil comic book, but it was very funny that they would like sure. So I would make copies and give it to them. They would, you know, die of laughter. And, of course, <laughs> then, then they tried to attempt their own version, you know? It was just funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every, yeah, you riff off the stuff you like at that age, you figure it out, you know. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I didn't, everybody drew, everybody was trying to draw, all my friends who were reading comics, so, you know, you, you, uh, and I was I was a terrible artist, but I was trying to figure out how to draw too. <laughs> uh, but I wasn't making comics, it actually never occurred to me when I was a kid to try to make comics, I was just reading them and, and trying to draw some of the stuff I thought was cool. I remember this kid in high school, in my art class, he'd stay after every day and work on his comic book. Okay. And I think about him now, and I wish I had thought to do what he was doing then, because I'd be, you know, <laughs> 20 yeah. years ahead of where I am now. But um, it never even occurred to me until I was in college. And by then, I was wow. too busy with other stuff, you know, and I didn't get to it right away. But uh, All right, gotcha. doing it now. So when did you take that creative step? When did you awaken, if you will, to say, damn, you know, you know what happened? What was the day that led to... So you coming back, if you will, and, and then the creative spark. Man, I I don't I don't even know if I could point to a specific day. I I got into after I finished up with college, and I was just kind of out in the world, right? Like I wasn't really feeling nothing creative yeah. was happening. I was kind of just getting up, going to work, coming home, going to bed. Uh, and I just sat down and started drawing one day, and um, I'm made it into a, a page, like made, made a couple panels, made it into a page. It was stupid. It was terrible, but it was, it felt really good to look at it afterwards and be like, man, I don't know. Like uh, that felt great. I want to do that again. And I, you know, um, and again, like I, I draw still, but I'm not at a professional level. So I started focusing on writing more and, and trying to produce comics that way. Uh, and then um, kind of, deciding that I think I could wear all these hats, you know, I think I could learn how to edit. I think I could learn how to publish and, and, you know, I'd like to be a good enough artist one day to do my own work, but mostly focusing on the writing and editing and and sort of now the business side of it too. So so what type of steps do you start taking then when you, when you realize this is what you wanted to do? Uh, A lot of research, probably too much research. It's easy to get stuck in the research, you know, read books about it, read other comics, uh, talk to people. Um, There's a group in this area in, in, um, like I said, I'm north of Boston. So this is a group called the Boston Comics Roundtable. Um, They meet in Cambridge where they used to before, uh, before COVID. They're all remote now, but um, I started going to those meetings a couple years ago. They just sit around. There's a lot of local creatives who, who publish their own work or who run web comics or who, you know, run conventions in the area and just being in a room finally with other people who are doing that kind of work. Um, it just lights a fire under, you know, just suddenly being around people who are doing the work that you want to do and seeing some really nice work and, and saying, I think I could do that. You know, I just got to actually do it. Um, 
so, you know, after a a few of those, I started making real plans to stop doing research and actually put a couple scripts out there, try to find people to work with and, you know, um, see what happens. Excellent. Check that out. So what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What happened? You put it out there. I mean, how did you navigate the the sea of, of potential collaborators, you know, on this learning journey? I had a couple of false starts. Uh, I remember going to New York Comic Con uh, a while ago with uh, some some things that I'd printed out myself, little little ten page comics. I made three of them. Mm-hmm. I printed out myself at like a Kinko's, and I was trying to show those around, and that that didn't go anywhere. They weren't good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't fooling anybody. Uh, so I took a step back, and I and um, you know just kept trying. Uh, eventually, I ended up hitting up a uh, editor who um, I just asked her questions and, and she was, she was kind enough to let me email and I just sent her dozens of emails asking questions about like, what did you do? How did it work? You know, obviously it's different now, but what if I tried this and, and just bounced ideas off of her? Uh, and that's what eventually turned into the first book that actually got out there, which was the, the pub crawl anthology. Ooh. So, yeah. Talk about that kid. Oh, so what was that first experience for you like to, to, you know, put yourself out there on your first project? Yeah. So that, that book was me trying to figure out the other half of making a book, right? Cause everybody can sit down and write a script or, or draw pictures, but like, how does that go from a thing you have in your notebook or your sketchbook to something that somebody else is holding in their hands and reading, right? Like mm. a finished product. So I wanted to figure out how, um, how it works to, to get a book funded, to get a book printed and distributed and um, you know, the, the process of actually assembling pieces of art with word bubbles into, into a, a physical item that you can hold in your hand, right? Like that part doesn't get talked about a lot. Yeah. Um, so the pub crawl was me. Um, I didn't write anything in that book. I didn't draw anything in the book. It was just me assembling creative people being like, Hey, if you want to make a comic, I'll do all the boring stuff because I want to learn how to do it. You guys just write stories and draw oh. pictures, and I'll do all that part. And I want to see, nice. you know, learn how it works. Um, dope. Yeah, so I was just, I just advertised around, you know, like Reddit, Facebook, Twitter. Just, you know. I love it. You know what? Yeah, I commend you for that idea. Like, let me learn how to publish. Yeah. You guys. Are you willing to trust me enough? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, and I told them, it's like, you're not going to get paid. You'll get a couple copies of the book if you want to sell them or keep them or use yeah. them as, re- you know, for your resume or, or whatever portfolio. But, um, you know, this is an experience for all of us. You get your work out there. I'll do that part. I want to learn how to do it. Um, and nice, I yeah. found I really like it. You know, I was a director in college. It's a lot like oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're more of a handsy, hands-on person, if you will, when it comes to like, you know, you want, you want to be, you're both though. You want to be doing your stuff, but you know, let me be behind the scenes too and take care of, uh, 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 of my tribe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the type of person who likes to, uh, I, well, I found that I've, I've become the type of person who, uh, likes to eventually stop talking about it and let's, let's do it, you know? I love and, it. Yes. <laughs> in Stop my 20s, that shit, people. <laughs> yeah, in my 20s, I was the guy who just talked about it for forever, and I never did anything. But now, like, let's go. Let's, like, we have good ideas. Let's put them out there, you know? That, oh, that sounds good when you want to get it done. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I love, I'll talk all day about about getting the oh, work done, but I eventually, like, that, let's start, you know? Why not? 
See, folks, that's what it takes. Wow, well, I'm so used to my other camera. I got a new camera. Excuse me that I look up. I got to take that out of there so I can stop looking at it. But, um, yeah, um, but something to definitely take into consideration as a creator is, like, you know, get it done. Yeah. Do it. You know, if you feel you got something, you know, he reached out to ed- an editor more than once. <laughs> I mean, yo, you see that you obviously were somebody that wanted it. And, and made it happen. So it, it took that journey, and then you. And what platform did you use your first time around to to learn how to navigate? You know the scheme, if you will, of business. Uh, when you say platform, do you mean for crowdfunding, right? Because oh, okay, the pump yeah. was a crowdfunder, right? Yeah. So we did Kickstarter for that. It was really the only thing I knew about at the time. Um, All right. So we did Kickstarter for that and it was a good process. Like, you know, the, the Kickstarter itself went pretty smoothly. Um, promotion's hard, man. That's probably what I'm still struggling (laughs) with the most. It's hard to promote this stuff. It's hard to get out there and just yell about it. Right. And hope people notice. So what, what do you feel is the most, okay. Name as a creator, publisher, Mm. what are the top three challenges marketing wise you feel for for you as a creator that you think maybe others may share i think the biggest challenge is is now there are so many opportunities to get your work made that the field is just so broad right like so many people who are finally out there doing it there's so many creatives who are who are trying to do it that it's hard to to stand out above all of that right like it's hard mm-hmm. to reach exactly the audience you don't even have to be above it that's i didn't i misspoke you got to find the people in that audience who are specifically your people, right? Like there, there are people, I, there are comic book fans who like nothing like what I like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, there are people who have the same interest when you say, Oh man, I read, I've been reading comics since I was a kid, but, but what I like and what they like are very different and they're not yeah. going to like the stuff that I make. So yeah. I don't want to talk to them. I want to talk to the people that I want to meet people who, who, will appreciate exactly what I'm trying to make and what I'm trying to do and people who want to work with me to make that stuff. So that's hard reaching those people, uh, at least to start, right? Cause you don't know where they are, but once you start to find them, it gets easier and easier. Excellent. Excellent. What has been, yeah. you think the, the, the biggest, uh, plus, you know, in, in trying to get the word out. The biggest plus, uh, that's, hard. <laughs> that's tough. Um, <laughs> I think in getting the word out and finding those people, you find more people that make you more excited to do the work, right? Like okay. not just you find other creatives who are doing work that makes you excited. You find other people who um, you hook up with and you want to work with them later on, yeah. and you know, uh, and just readers who get excited about the work. Cause you can like, again, you can sit alone in your, in, in your house and, and draw pictures and write stories. But when you, when somebody picks it up and says, this is great. When are you doing more? then you want to do more, you know? Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah. You get fired up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Somebody just messages you out of the blue and says, hey, make more. I want to read it, you know? Yeah. That's great. And, and talk about making more. You are doing more, right? Yeah. Because it, what is White Ravens? This is this your second project? Am I, so, am, yeah, yeah no? this will be the second project that, I'll, hey, that I'm producing. Yeah. Hey, hey, get up. Boom. There it look, is. Yeah. Look at that sexy ass cover. But before we even get in, into anything on this, mm-hmm. I see that there's a label on this. What's Bad Neighbor? 
that's me. That's what I've been publishing my comics uh, under. Oh, why bad uh, neighbor? Did you have a, a, a horrible neighbor that hated comics? <laughs> you, you want to terrorize them? <laughs> no, see, it doesn't have any real meaning behind it. Uh, all it is is years and years ago, I was reading something about the uh, the Crusades. I, you know, okay. kind of a history buff, and there was a uh, the Crusaders had a, a siege weapon. It was a trebuchet that would, you know, trebuchet is a big weapon that throws thousand pounds of stone into a city. Um, they called it bad neighbor. And I thought that was the funniest thing in the world that, <laughs> you know, this weapon that was made to knock down buildings uh, is called, I just never thought of crusaders as being funny people. And I thought that was genuinely funny. Hey, was, hey, hey, hey. going to start with me. Yeah. 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 So I thought it was funny. It always stuck with me. And I always said that if uh, if I ever end up, you know, doing something for myself, I'll name it after that. So that's all it is. No deep meaning or anything. Gotcha. But talk about <laughs> this gorgeous cover right here, man. Talk to me. Talk about this gorgeous cover and those three names on the cover. I, I mean, the two other names other than, of course, yourself. But talk about it, please. Because look at this. I mean, wow, very attractive. I like how it looks. This is tattoo work for the back right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big back piece. If anybody does that, let me know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is actually our variant cover. This actually only very recently got made. Um, oh, it's it's nice. sort of like a, a last-ditch thing. Because I, 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 I'm, um, I'm not a big gimmick guy for, for my own stuff. Like, I don't, I don't try to do a ton of variant covers and foil covers and all this stuff. I try to just focus on like, here's our book. If you like it, support it. But you know, yeah. uh, but as a last, this last this thing, I was like, you know, let's do a variant cover. It'll be fun. You know, and I like getting art made of, of this stuff. So, so, um, uh, we, we, um, we actually had a new, uh, artist, um, who contributed to this, um, uh, Emeritus Blanco. Okay. Uh, and he, he whipped this up in just a couple of weeks. Uh, based really? on the materials that I sent him. Yeah. Uh, the colors for this was done by the co- same colorist who's doing our interior, uh, whose name is uh, Arthur Hesley. Uh, and he's unbelievable. I've worked with him a whole bunch. And, and obviously, he's really good with um, with really vivid colors. Uh, the preview pages on the, the campaign are all colored by him, too. Um, I dig it, man. I dig it. I dig it. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeous. a gorgeous cover. I'm very happy with it. We have a print of it in the campaign too, because everybody, as soon as I started showing the, uh, yeah. the variant cover around, everybody's like, well, I want a poster of that. So yes, yes. That uh, too. <laughs> and what's this? Who did this? This is so dope too. I mean, I, yeah. I, I love the whole line work here, the hairline, everything. I mean, yo, fantastic mm-hmm. work on this cover. And it's really like, like if I saw this on a shelf, it, it, it's really eye-catching. That's the word. Yeah, and we didn't even plan for this to be the cover, to be honest with you. Really? Uh, yeah. So okay. this is uh, Raphael. He's the Raphael Dantes. He's the interior artist for this book. He drew this as, when we oh, were just wow. like just getting started. I hadn't worked with Raphael before um, before this project. So like when we were first getting started, he was just taking some of the character designs and and doing some sketches. Uh, and he sent me this. Uh, and I was like, well, we're finishing this. This is going to be a finished piece because it's fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, it is gorgeous with that black background. Yeah. And just, you know, again, you know, she has dark hair, but yet behind the black background, it still stands out. Yeah. So much the face, the lips, the eye. I mean, yo, everything, the, the pose. Holy shit, yo. It, it's, it's a gorgeous cover. It really, uh, yeah. I, I love it. It, I, it. For for such a simple 
looking piece. It stands out really well as a cover. And that's the only reason I keep using it. Cause I kept on, you know, I was kept on saying, we're going to get like a, you know, we have all this stuff, but we'll yeah. do a real cover someday. Very but I, I keep very using animated. this. Yeah. Very animated. I, 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 I could see this being a cartoon one day just because of this one picture. Like, okay, this is the style of mm-hmm. movie. I yeah. can see it. Uh, yeah. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Great job. And talk to me about the logo, though. What's this, mm. yo? Like I said, it looked like a back tattoo that would be fire. And folks, <laughs> if anyone does it for real, hit him up. Hit up Jameson, man. But talk about, you know, what, what what's up? Is there so, a story behind the logo? Yeah, there is. Yeah, I actually know somebody who has this tattoo already. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. So, so this is probably a good time to mention. That this entire comic is actually based, uh, set in a world that is, um, that's been a long running podcast. Uh, so okay. for, they actually just celebrated their 10 year anniversary, uh, last week. This is D&D Salute. podcast. Yeah. Salute. Yeah. Listen, I'm a podcaster, vidcaster. I'm a student of Podfest, if you will. We have an event coming. They have an event coming up, uh, next month on the 26th. That okay. weekend, that weekend, like, UFC is Podfest, pers- podcaster. Um, Podfest is something you really need to look into. So somebody that's been around 10 years, I know how difficult it is to, to even last mm-hmm. two, three years. So, for you guys to be 10, yo, God bless, yo. Salute to you guys. Yeah. They, they've, they've worked really hard. They do a fantastic job. It's, it's, um, it's called Dungeons and Randomness. It's a long running, uh, uh, live play D and D podcast. I've been involved with them directly for about five, four or five years now. Oh, um, how'd you meet them? Just listening to the show. Honestly, I was a huge fan of the show. Uh, I used to, you know, I used to have a long commute to work and I was trying to find anything I could listen to and I found their show. Uh, caught up with it because it was already five years old by the time I found it. Got all caught up with it, and I was uh, I was talk got talking to um, the owners uh, named Jason and Brianna, and um, just kind of hit up a really good relationship. I did a little bit of art for them. Um, they've p- produced um, by now. They've produced a, a setting book of their of the world that this podcast oh, takes wow. place in, which I helped with, and we're actually working on the second volume of that now. Check you um, out, yo. Look at that from a fan to a participant and yeah. now I'm like a co-creator. Holy yeah. Shit, yo. So it's been really cool working with them. They're they're awesome people. They're really good to work with. But we, You're not I, shy because I, I see a theme with you. You're not shy. I'll start emailing your ass. Don't you, don't you give me <laughs> the okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they, like, if you don't want to talk to me, that's fine. Just say no. But otherwise, you know, why not? You know, just take yeah, a shot. No, I will, I, yo, bro, you have the type of spirit that I would love to work with. I dig it, bro. Yeah. You're a doer. I mean, we need more people like you to keep creating, you know, real, real talk, bro. And I love this. Yo, look at that. Nice. Gorgeous fucking logo. Really stand yeah, out. And talk to me about the character. So who who's this? Wow, too. Holy shit. Sexy strong looking like what's going on here yeah Pretty so that, she's uh that's the main character her name is brianna ebelmer she is uh again she's got a long history with the podcast anybody who's ever listened to the show has probably has a pretty good idea where she is. Uh, her first appearance was like in the sixth episode of the show way back oh, okay. uh, way back in the day uh so what happens to not to go too far down this rabbit hole, but early on in the show, there's a time skip, right? right? The first dozen or so episodes take place one year. And then there's a 17 year jump in the show. And then oh, they kind of, they kind of come back and see what happened to all these people that we met early on. Uh, and one of those people is Brianna. We meet her as a little girl and then we meet her uh, as an adult. Um, and the comic, the white Ravens 
fills in some of the story of what happened to her in those 17 years. This is an untold story that that's kind of backstory for the show, but we never get a chance to tell it on the show. Um, so when I, when I approached them about, Hey, what, you know, we really ought to make a comic out of this, out of, you know, the world that you guys have, what would be the first thing you'd want to do? She was the character they pointed at is who they'd want to start with. Yeah. And let me tell you, it's because of the hairstyle. No, very Aaliyah-ish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely got a little bit of that going on. Yeah. yeah. I, I see that. Uh, There's something I could see. Her, you know, you know, RIP, but as you've been alive, I could see this. Yeah. Very, very Aaliyah-ish. Very cool. Yeah. And who's this homie? Holy shit. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's one of the, the other, uh, main characters. His name is Trius. Uh, he is at the time of the beginning of the story when Brianna first is, meets the White Ravens as okay. a group. It's like a rebel faction, uh, that the White Ravens. Oh, right. uh, Trius is the, is the leader. He's actually the founder of the, of that group. Okay. Uh, so, so he's sort of the guy in charge when she first joins. And the story of the White Ravens is, is how Brianna eventually became to, the leader of that group. Oh, um, oh, so he eventually, so he was, so, I, oh, so there's a story. Something's going to happen to homie, man, and she's going to take over? Man, something's going to happen. Are you yeah. going to break some hearts, man? Oh, man. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and who's that badass lady right here look, looking like a, a very deathstrokeist yet, uh, what was it, uh, the Baroness? type <laughs> mm, yeah she just kind of baroness vibe yeah. yeah uh so that's liara she's the third part of this sort of trinity of major characters in the story okay. at least in the beginning of the story uh and she's kind of trius's right hand woman she's a, a seasoned uh you know uh soldier hunter uh monster hunter type uh so she's um she's kind of the strong right hand of the organization and another founder of the white ravens yeah i yeah. love those uh, that pencil work on that man i mean what were the inspirations behind the past these characters we've seen thus far any inspirations uh i mean again so all three of these characters actually originated from the show you, you uh, say the show but when when, when drawn mm-hmm. when drawn out oh sure I mean, that's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Good look. Did they, was it inspired from anybody in real life or, or, or what? Ah, uh, you know what? I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, I know that Raf, so this one was done, designed by Raphael using some previous art from, from okay. the show, but she definitely has kind of that, uh, 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 like a Van Helsing vibe almost, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I want, I'm going to be messing with this lady. No problem, lady. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever I did, I'm sorry. Whatever I do in the future, I'm sorry. Jameson, help me, please. <laughs> <laughs> now you're on your own if she shows up. That's <laughs> it. Now I know. Look at the love. Look at the love here. Al, you're on your own. Oh, God, I'm dead. <laughs> hey, look, look, look at this. Yeah, look. Wow, beautiful art, man. Yeah, so so a lot of these designs were first done by uh, another artist we have on our team. Uh, this okay. guy named Roman. He uh, he uh, he's hard to get. A, he's very evasive. He's very elusive. But he's uh, when <laughs> when I'm able to get him to uh, to help out, he does a lot of really cool character designs. So he's uh, like Batman. Just shows up right when you need him. Yep, he he throw, shows up, throws a couple <laughs> sketches at me, and then he's off again. So bye. Here you go. Yeah, but I, I I try to get him to help out whenever I can because I, I really love his designs and his drawings. So it is. I mean, look at this headshot, the different looks, and you know, uh, the you know emotes. Very dope. Very dope. Mm. Oh man, look at her right there. Oh shit, bro! Can you tease me? What happened to her face, bro? 
<laughs> so that that actually that gets told about a little bit in the Ooh, course of the comic. But yeah, teasing, so teasing, the why she, the reason why she's got her hair over her face like that is very much because of that scar. It's a burn. So that's not really her hair either. Well, it's her hair. Yeah, it's just I think that oh. he did a he did a bald oh. version just to show just to see yeah. what, what she's hiding when she does that. So yeah, she, she's yeah. not trying to be Aaliyah. She's actually trying to hide something. She's covering something. Yeah. Oh man. Man, I can't wait to get oh and look at them in color. Holy shit, bro. Look at that. Yeah, some really nice work. I mean, how happy were you to see, you know, these creations, you know, like be like this, created in this form? Is this what you envisioned as well? Yeah, I mean, this is the type of thing where if you if you're throwing around an idea and you decide that, all right, well let's, you know, let's get some sketches done. Let's get some art done. And then you get that back. You almost have to make it right. Like it just looks oh, so yeah. good. You can't just leave it like that. You have to, you have to make it into a book because it deserves it. You know? So I need to know now because I, I, I shout out to Jordan from Zoop and all. Now you said your first project was in the kick in the Kickstarter universe. Mm-hmm. So why this one now? you moved over to this new platform, Zoop. What, you know, what was it about Zoop that you found to be uh, the, the the right home to support this project? Yeah, so actually we, we tried to uh, fund this on Kickstarter a year ago. We were going to get the whole book done. Uh, it was It's 80 pages all told, um, but uh, it fell short of its goal. Uh, part of okay. the reason why was because um, we're paying everybody a full page rate for this one. So that, that puffs Uh up the price quite a bit and we made, we got some pretty good support, but it just fell short. So um, the guys from, from Zoop, Eric specifically reached out to me last year and said, Hey, would you want to ever try this again? Um, And at the time I was like, nah, everybody's kind of gone their own ways. I don't know if we'll be in a position to do that, but um, ended up with a little bit of time and kind of took a second look at it this spring. And it was like, you know what? I think I actually really think we should try again. So um, I reached out to Eric at Zoop and talked to him a bit more about the platform and why we, you know, why it would be a better fit. And yeah. honestly, it's because, well, a couple things. One, uh, it's specific to comics. Uh, it's much more focused. I think that if anybody is paying attention to Zoop, they, they're the type of person who would be more likely to support a project like this. Kickstarter is so broad. It's like it's that thing I was talking about, right? You you got to find mm. the right people yes. to communicate with. And Kickstarter, there's just so much other stuff on Kickstarter. Too um, much noise. There's too much noise, and Kickstarter doesn't really care about comics, really. Like they support it, kind of, but what? not not directly <laughs> in the way that you'd expect, you know. Um, but these guys like they very much like I've been in touch with Eric and Jordan since the absolute beginning of this. Like they're very invested in actually seeing this succeed. You know, they want to, they want to help it succeed as much as the, the, the big name stuff that's on soup. Uh, so that yeah, sounds I mean, good to me. You know, look where you're at already. I mean, you know, with your goal of six, you're at 4533 with 84 supporters, 21 days to go. How are mm-hmm. you not? gonna reach the goal because the, the book yeah. is gorgeous so talk about all these different tiers so just so our listeners and viewers are just aware of you know of what they could get their awesome hands on so five hours is digital right yep 13 i'm getting both um, an actual physical copy mm-hmm. nice 10 just for the physical 15 for the variant 23 uh for the regular how many pages are these books too so people know in advance 
So the first issue, this is just the first issue. That's the other thing we're doing differently from the the Kickstarter. Okay. Uh, this is going to be 20 pages of story. It's going to be a 32-page book, so we'll have a lot of back matter we'll throw in there, too, some sketches Ooh. and designs and, and you know, nice. all that. But, yeah, 20 pages of story in this one. Oh, what's this adventure mode? What's this, what's this talking about? Yeah, so that Kickstarter, uh, the 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 setting book I talked about that I helped uh, Dungeons and Randomness with, we had a, sep- a separate um, adventure book that we made of okay. all these adventures that were written by Kickstarter backers. It's this, it, uh, this big. Um, it's got I think it's got twelve different adventures in it. So if you like, if anybody likes to play D and D, they're all adventures set in the same world as this comic. Uh, it's all canon stuff, so it's you know. A little bit, a little bit of comics, a little bit of D and D, you know. And great, and then for forty six, then you start tossing in some of that pub crawl. Hey, (laughs) I've got a lot of copies of that book sitting around. (laughs) Oh man, don't you worry, man. We're gonna be talking about what conventions you're gonna be at, so that Mm -hmm. that way people could buy nice signed copies of that. But for forty six, right now, they could get all three books you've done, right? I mean, the variant, the regular, and then pub crawl. Oof. Yep, that's right. Yep, beautiful. Then you got a dollar tip jar. I like that. It's funny. Sure. Uh, why not, yo? Exactly. Tip your creators, yo. They entertain us. This is the future. When Netflix pick them up, don't be, don't you know, don't, don't be talking shit. <laughs> that's uh, right. Whoever, well, Netflix is losing money. So HBO Max, Amazon. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, get on one yeah. of those. Yeah, these people want to start charging. Yeah, uh, would you pay for commercials too? All right. So $70 over here, commercial free comic books, folks, where you can get a whole bunch. You get digitals, you get physical copies. Oh, okay. I like this. So talk to me. So you do stuff for retailers too. So if you t- talk to me about it. If a retailer wants to get involved with Bad Neighbor and pick mm-hmm. up titles to sell on their store, you know, first of all, give me some price points and what do they need to do to get in touch? Yeah, so on the on the Zoop itself, there's just the one tier for mer- for uh, for retailers. It's uh, six copies of the book for thirty dollars. Uh, if there is a retailer who's interested and wants some to do something different than that, then I'm definitely open to a conversation. Uh, my email and my website, uh, all that stuff is you know, you can message me that way uh, or my you know my Twitter, and my Instagram. It's all over this feed. So, uh, so just reach out if you're a retailer and you want to and you want to talk about it because I'm happy to. Uh, to you know, figure out what we could do. Oh, excellent! Real retailers, you know, that support independent comic books. You know what it is? Get it done. You gotta talk to people like this because it's the future right here. Yeah. So what? What is this? What do you mean, mysterious benefactor? <laughs> Why not? Right? Maybe somebody <laughs> will do it. Maybe somebody will do it. So may I ask though, if there is a mysterious benefactor, what type of package is a mysterious benefactor would get? I mean, are, are we are, are, are we gonna get like like uh, uh, even dinner cooked by Jameson or something? Hang out? What's going on here? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, hey, if anybody wants to pitch in at that level, uh, we yeah. will have a conversation. We'll figure something out one <laughs> I, way or another. I, do you know how to barbecue, bro? Uh, I, I'll, I'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Don't you worry. I got you, Al. Give me a thousand fucking dollars or more. Hell, fucking yeah, I'll learn. Yeah. <laughs> Just provide the meat. Hey, I mean, and look at that artwork here. It's going down, and here's a sexy preview. So just talk about this, man. When you got, when as a creator, you started getting these pages of, mm. of this work you're doing, how did you feel? Because, I mean, folks, look at this. And look at the panel work. Uh, very old school style. Thank you for doing that. 
<laughs> yeah, so this is the first scene of the book. Uh, this, so it's just six pages, kind of introducing the three major characters that we talked about a little bit, and 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 that very first introduction to how they stumble across uh, uh, Brianna in the woods. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is uh, this is the the work of the interior team that that we've talked a little bit about. This is Arthur in colors, Raphael doing pencils, um, my friend Boy. Jerome uh, is doing letters. He's fantastic. He's always got like five uh-huh. different books that are funding, so he's a busy he's a dude. boss. He's a boss. Yeah. I mean, look at look at that lettering and just the placement. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love it, especially this one right here. I love that placement and all. You see something crazy is going on. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm oh, very man. lucky to be working with these guys. In good placement, something mm. that Janice uh, Chang told me to always look out for. Look at the placement of the word bubbles. Does it interfere with any of the art in this, that? So, mm-hmm. um, like, yeah, yo, uh, he's also very mindful of that. Love it. Look at the team you built, my brother. Jeez, bro. Yeah, that's that's the best part, honestly, is finding a good team, you know? The good thing about being an editor and a writer to some extent, but mostly when you're, when you're editing your work is you, you find the best people for the project and you put them in a position to do their best work. Right. That's, Mm. that's the entire, that's all the fun of it is you find somebody who fits. It's like casting in a movie, right? You find the right person and you give them what they need to do the best job possible. You know, I get it, man. Again, I just want to thank you. Look at this panels, look at the verbiage in panels. This is not a book that will take you 15 minutes to read. Thank goodness. Thank you. <laughs> this is bang for your buck. You know, you're going to be reading, you know, for at least, you know, 20, 25 minutes, a lot more over that 10 minute allotment. Oh my God. Look how sexy that book looks. Holy smokes. It looks good. Yes, it does, bro. This is like ultimate shelf porn, folks. Shelf porn. Look at this. Mm. You need this, this. Oh, look at this. Grandpa, <laughs> tell me your story. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. I dig it. That's what that cover reads to me. Well, good job on that shit. That's what I said. Tell me your story. He goes, all right, let me mix this shit up. You ready? <laughs> um, and look at that. Great team. Stretch goals, you know, budget on what you're doing. Zoop very forward and all. Mm-hmm. I dig it, bro. I mean, what you're doing and, you know, and just even realizing how to utilize the strengths, your strengths, particularly to, to create projects like this. So he's like, okay, maybe I'm not the one to do it all, but if I could build a team that can, and I could be that, you know, a uh, director, the composer, mm-hmm. if you will, yeah. you know, awesome job on you. Kudos for, I mean, I never even thought things on that angle. So it's kind of pretty cool. It's true. It's like, Oh, just what if I just, you know, put all these talented, shy people together. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. just put it find each other otherwise, and just, you know, let's get it done. Yeah, we all want the same thing, you know. Don't we? Bro, I mean, kudos on that, yo. Thank you. Uh, uh, Thank uh, you. That, that, that really shows your heart, too. You're not trying to be a bad neighbor. You really are the good neighbor <laughs> in comics, you know. Even though the, the, the labels sound crazy, but he really is a good neighbor. Uh, helping creators, you know, oh, reach their dreams and their goals, and and mm. and, and build something, you know, and, and as he does something, you know, and learn and, and keeps learning. So this is great. So what do we have? Do we have more beyond the white ravens to watch? Emerson, tease me here, bro. What else am I gonna have to throw my wallet at, bro? What else can I make it rain? My God. So. The we haven't announced it yet, but we have one other project that we're getting ready to announce. I think on Monday, actually. So oh, I don't know when please this is... send me that press release. Comment <laughs> your press partner will share the hell out of it. 
Absolutely. Because I already love what you're doing with White Ravens and right up my alley type stuff. So it's like, you know, please. I mean, is it along this uh, vein genre or, or are we doing something different this time? Can you tease me at least that much? Yeah, something a little. I could talk about it a little bit. I mean, we're getting ready to announce it anyway. So it's going to be another anthology, but this is going to be very different from the pub crawl. Okay. Uh, so this is an anthology we're, we're doing that's called Fairy Tales from Mars. Oh, uh, ooh, what? <laughs> right, it sounds cool, right? Yes, so, yes. um I I'm co-producing this with a friend of mine who uh who uh publishes Joycat Comics. They do uh super villain romance stories most of the time, which is also a very cool thing. Uh, I'm a villain's guy if you, if you can't tell. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> so, uh they approached me with this concept uh of of fairy tales from Mars and it's exactly what it sounds like. What if in the near future when there's colonies on Mars, what type of, of folklore do those people come up with, right? Because fairy tales are, are told to, to teach a, a morality. They're told to keep people safe, right? Like you tell this story, but deep down it's because like, hey, don't go into the woods alone, you know, yep. <laughs> that type of stuff. So what type of folklore comes up when people are living on Mars? How do they survive? What stories do they tell themselves, you know? So we're going to be looking for pitches for people to, uh, you know, make up a story. Tell me, you know, tell me what kind of folklore would be imagined uh in that new colony you know that what? new terrain yeah i need to see some mars space western right now yeah mars spaghetti westerns on some alien level out of shit would be yeah. crazy. Some speculative mythology so yeah. you know let's get it done folks i mean whether that oh man oh my god uh, you know Mars, Mars Egyptians, for example. You know, yeah. with that, that, remember the face of Mars that they used to show us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, oh my God, so much fun stuff. Okay, so where can we submit? I need to submit right now, bro. <laughs> where, are we go- where are we going? So that's going to be up on my site on Monday. It's going to be all over. You know, we're going to post everything there. But uh, essentially what we're going to do is on Monday, we're going to start accepting submissions. We're going to accept submissions for 30 days. We'll have all oh. the rules for what you need to do on my website. Um, but, uh, it's essentially fairy tales from Mars at gmails.com. Uh, if you have questions or whatever, just go ahead and send it there. Send, send, send folks. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you want an opportunity, there you go. Independent comic, bad neighbor comics, but they're really good though. All right. They ain't bad. Don't you worry. <laughs> yo. Kicking ass, Jameson. And I dig it, bro. Thank you for, you know, I always like to give my flowers to people like you. So thank you like for, you know, taking that journey. Like, if I wanted to share and entertainment, being bold and brave, you, you, what you do is even different because here you are building teams. So thank you for being that glue, you know, and, yeah. and building these, you know, connections with talented people to do what you do. Um, that, that's, that's really amazing. So, you know, it's like you're doing things a little bit more different. And I really dig that. So, you know, God bless on this journey because you're doing something really good for the community. Thank you. And, and yeah. I, I wish nothing but success for you. Because, again, bad name of comics, you better hit up Jameson. Mm-hmm. You better, and you better go to Zoop right now so you still get a taste. You know, check out the White Ravens. And even before that, check out, you know, some of that pub crawl. So I know pub crawl, that, that, that stuff is all over. But, you know, you said you got copies. So if I wanted a copy, all I had to do was visit Bad Neighbor. You got some disposable right now for me to pick up? Right now, the only way that people can get them is through the Zoop campaign, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. there you go. Folks, there you go. Now you got more incentive. <laughs> you better go on that higher tier and get this pub crawl. Mm-hmm. You know that cover. I mean, if that was a bartender ready to tell some stories that I've ever seen, I was like, I'm ready, bro. Pour me something and let me know. Give me the gossip. Hey, now. Yeah. 
That cover too. So the cover of the pub crawl has a hint for every story that's in that book is homage somewhere on that cover. Oh, hidden, hidden inside that picture. Easter Just, eggs, folks. Yeah. He's, gonna t- he's basically telling you, even if you don't see it, understand it now, read that book and go back to the cover. You're going to be like, holy shit, Jameson, you sly F for you. And there's drink pairings. Every single story at the end of the book, there's a drink pairing, a cocktail you can make oh, that'll match that story. Wait a minute. <laughs> Are you a bartender, son, brother? Uh, my wife is a bartender, yeah. Hey, oh, oh, so yeah. She, she'd be like, honey, drink this, and all of a sudden you write something, and they were like, oh my God, <laughs> this is the greatest thing. What did I drink again, honey? Okay, this is the perfect story for this. <laughs> yeah, we sat down and we figured it out. I said, here's what this story is, here's what's it about, and, and we sat down and we figured out uh, 12 different oh, yes. cocktails for it. Well, so. I hope she didn't have to carry you to bed. And just yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Oh, hey, 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 that, that's a story for another day, folks, yeah. you know. As this wonderful, you know, Alcorn verse gets being built, you know, via Bad Neighbor Comics and, and the family and network he's building. So, folks, please check out the website, Bad Neighbor Comics, for real. Because, again, he's doing big things. You know, show some love on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Bad Neighbor CMX. All right, folks, mm-hmm. for comics. But please, right now, most importantly, I need you to visit that Zoop uh, project. It's the White Ravens. Right now, right, like the birds, right? The White mm-hmm. Ravens. Check it out, yo. It's a project that you need to have in your collection. Amazing, uh, shelf porn, like I said. If, if, if you do the higher tiers and get everything, the variant, the main, and get some of that, uh, pub crawl too, if you will. A, you know what I mean? Come on. Who doesn't want some, t- um, uh, drink tips too for a right. fr- Friday night when you watch it? <laughs> you know what? Because I think pub crawl is the perfect thing to read on a Friday night. Right before you watch It's Drunken Chat all over Comic Crew and Twitch. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that's all they do is drink. So instead yeah. of taking shots like, you know, they do, show them how to be a little bit more refined. Like James is trying to tell you, like, yo, drink this as we talk about comics, all right? Yeah, I actually, drink, drink something good, you know? Bro, you know what? I actually like that idea. Um, I think that we need to talk, kiddo, because I, I think, like, yo, let's have a scotch night and what's the perfect type of comic books to talk about on Scott. What mm-hmm. are the perfect t- comic books to talk about on whiskey? What are the perfect comic books to talk about on vodka? And yeah. so on. I mean, like, yo, I mean, I'll, 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 my liver won't forgive you, but I think we'll have a good time. <laughs> but it'll be, yeah, it'll be worth it in the end, I think, right? Yeah, but we gotta talk that. Well, well folks, please support the big homie. He's doing things and he's supporting the community uh, on a very amazing level. So again, Thank you for what you do. Thank you for taking time out your day to chat with us about what you're doing and this amazing project, The White Ravens, live on Zoop, Z-O-O-P, folks, right now. Make sure to check it out. And with that, that's Jameson A right there. I'm Al Mega. I'll to tell you what to do. Support the fam. Check out outside the panel, too, from my EIC. That's my big homie, Johnny Hughes. Much love. Keep kicking ass because you, you're murdering it right now, all right? Wepa de la próxima, mi gente. Woo! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 